pullover. Lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener. You know, just before... Uh, I think it was mid-March, I put out a call for some podcast topic requests, and it seems that many of you are interested in the topic of dating and self-love and how these work together, how they inform one another. I think really it's how does self-love inform our dating and what can I, how can I benefit from having more self-love in my dating life? Now, (laughs) pretty much right at that moment, um, dating changed as we know it. If we are distancing as we are supposed to, if we're in quarantine, whatever, we can't go through the usual channels we might have gone through to uh, dance the dance of courtship, right? We're not going to a bar. We're not going out in public. We're not holding hands or having any physical contact with anyone except the people who are in your household, which might be zero (laughs) or a cat or whatever, right? So um, I thought about this because I was like, oh, wow, like that really changes the podcast topic. And then I thought more about it and I was like, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe actually um, the limits that have been put in place for us are beautiful uh, armatures to help us build self-love practices around. And that's what we're going to talk about Today, this episode of The Soft Shoulder and every episode is brought to you by TechCoven.com. I encourage you, if you haven't already, to look up TechCoven on YouTube. Allison has a channel there where she's been reflecting on her different tarot decks. And I love listening to her go into detail about particular cards or how she reads that. You get a real sense of her approach. Um, In particular, There is a series she has just begun called the As If series, and this is her exploring a little show and tell with this fabulous deck of cards that is the major arcana is all um, icons from 90s pop culture. Um, Fiona Apple, for example, is the hermit card. And um, if you're a fan, you know, there was a new Fiona Apple album released on Spotify over the weekend. It does not disappoint. If you are a fan, Alison Tarr is a fan and you can find Alison and her magic over at techcoven.com. So dating, dating has to be the area of my life where I saw the biggest changes when I decided to marry myself in 2001. Um, This was definitely the area of focus around that time of my life where that was the place where I thought could benefit the most from me marrying myself. Um, In general, um, and I've been thinking a lot about this, about different areas of our life and how we commit differently to different areas of our life. And when we're married to ourselves, 
um, we might have different focuses of um, why that's important. We might have different focuses about what we're hoping that marriage will serve. Now, every day as I honor my vows to myself, it asks me to be more intentional, responsible, creative, and whole. And as a result of all of these things, it um, doesn't ask me to be impactful, but I have become more impactful in, um, well, I think we're impactful all the time, but specifically the more I nurture, you know, my intentions, responsibilities, creativity, wholeness, the more I nurture those things, the more I nurture my self-marriage in any area of my life, the more that I see my impact becomes positive and expansive. So it just, it benefits my impact and the impact of all those around me. So what do I mean? Intentional. I have vows to myself. So this helps me um, in any area of my life become clear about what I want, right? Am I honoring this vow? Who am I? Who am I now? How can I co-create life with the greater forces of nature at play? You know, what am I, uh, am I aligning with my values? What's best for me and the kind of life I want to live, the kind of loving life I want to live? So I have to get much more intentional about that and be conscious about it. That takes us really into responsibility. And I mean responsibility in the boring way. Like, (laughs) yes, there are responsibilities. There's a lot of adulting in self-marriage. This is not, you know, for the thin-skinned, frivolous sort. Um, It's about owning your shit, right? So taking responsibility, yes, in all the boring ways, but also in the most glorious ways, right? You are responsible for bringing your talents and gifts into full expression. That is your responsibility. You know, life, God, whatever has given you an incredible amount of gifts and talents, and it is your job to develop those. You're responsible for being the uh, caretaker or the, um, what's it called? Like a steward, if you will, of like your gifts and greatness. I see that as a responsibility now, um, instead of something that maybe I used to think was like, um, that you had to be arrogant to do that or that you were lucky to do that. I now see that as my responsibility to do that. Um, Creative. My vows ask me to be creative all the time. I see self-marriage really as an art form. I mean, I got this idea. I was, I just graduated around there. I was just out of art school. Everything was an art project. I saw this as a personal thing that I was doing by myself. um, And I treated it like an art project. It has continued to be that way. They ask me, um, you know, my vows ask me, am I owning the role of artist of my life? Right? Am I giving myself agency? Am I being creative enough? Am I playing small? Am I playing safe? Or like, you know, artists do daring things from time to time. Artists change things up. Artists will use a color that's unexpected and shift things and shock things. See how they feel come back. It's really about being in motion. When I think about creativity and being creative, I think about power. I think about pleasure and the ever unfolding of beauty and truth and my role in that as the artist of this particular life. (laughs) Um, So all of these things, of course, you can see how they would impact lots of different areas of your life, your business, your family, your, you know, your, your your well-being, and of course, dating. So if this is you right now, you are considering dating, you are in the middle of dating, 
the first thing I would say is to just pause. I think it's great that you're listening to this podcast. This is your pause. (laughs) Check. Do you love checking things off a list? (laughs) Wake up. Check. Oh, I'm already pausing. Check. Perfect. Doing great today. Um, So where are you in this journey, right? We all have different stages of life. You know, if, you know, maybe you're just coming out of a serious relationship. If so, how would you describe this phase of dating? Um, You know, I'm thinking of all the cliche things people say, like back in the saddle, which is a weird, anyway, back in the saddle. (laughs) I'm ready for the one I'm, or I'm just looking for fun or I'm looking for forever. Um, How would you describe that? If you were looking at like the bigger journey of your dating and love life, where are you now? There's no right or wrong answer. This is really just about bringing awareness to what your intentions are. What do you feel your purpose is here? Are you looking for growth? Are you just bored? Um, (laughs) Where are you? What's going on? Also, you know, it's okay if you're not really sure. You're like, I don't, I don't know. I just want to start dating. Noticing that you don't know is really great too. Huh. Look at that. I'm dating. I have no idea why. (laughs) Well, isn't that interesting? Do you even want this? Are you dating for, out of some de- default kind of situation? Like, because you should, because it's been long enough, because that's what people your age are supposed to do or whatever, or not do, right? So take note, pause and take note about where you are. And if dating right now were to be a fresh page, that means you get this chance to create from scratch which by the way, is true all the time. You've got this fresh page. What is the change that you're hoping for? God, don't you love that feeling? I know it's intimidating also, but when you open up a brand new journal, sketchbook or notebook, and that's that first, oh, it's so exciting, right? We think, oh, I'm going to do wonderful things on this page. And I know that's actually why a lot of us don't enjoy that. It can be, I can like, the pressure can feel so big. But here metaphorically with dating, you've got this fresh page. What does that mean to you? What are you hoping is possible here? Listen to those hopes. They are your desires. In this pause... It's a great time to do, to just to bring some conscious awareness to this whole thing, right? Think of it like spring cleaning. You can do it anytime. Even if you're already dating three people right now and you're listening to this, it's fine, right? You can just, you can clean whenever you want to clean. <laughs> so, you know, this is about infusing more self-love to wherever you are in your dating journey. Um, I always try to find a better word than journey. I feel like it's, I just, every time I say it, it's like a drinking game. <laughs> In my industry, journey is like a, a high tequila shot kind of word if you're playing a drinking game. Anyways, um, <laughs> path, whatever. Let's just keep keep going with journey until I can find something else. If you have suggestions, send them my way. <laughs> so in this spring cleaning, you know, really what you're doing is like clearing out the things that are in your way, clearing out the things you might be tripping over. Clearing out the things that you're just a little bored with. They don't fit. You don't want them. Clearing those things out and making space for some more self-love, making space for some more um, consciousness and to date consciously, right? You're preparing your mind to date a little more consciously. 
and this is not perfectly right of course we're all going to be like love does that it's a bumpy ride right so we don't know what we're going to get into especially if um we're constantly growing and changing we're going to be exploring new landscapes of love right so this isn't about controlling it to avoid you know ever being hurt again this is about doing your best with what you have now and just keeping this up to date so you're not just rerunning old patterns for the hell of it right speaking of patterns are there any patterns that you have been using that have been supporting you up until now that you might like to change this time around are you aware of what they might be a good place to look is like how did all those relationships play out if you've got a string a history um, no matter if it's really big or small what typically how would you describe that if someone else was looking at your dating life who didn't know you didn't care about your feelings and they just looked at the data what might they notice what might they say about what this person might be up to what this person might not be seeing right and um and do all of this of course as always with love right i mean it's just this is great we're learning we're looking oh my god look at that i did that same thing 18 times actually the first 13 times i didn't know but the last five times i knew and i chose to do it anyway oh gross yeah it's you know just we're learning you know there's a process to this it's okay it's all okay you are fantastic just the way you are <sighs> oh my gosh i forgot <laughs> forgot to mention something earlier so when I was talking about um, I got really swept up in the whole creativity conversation um, so intentional I was talking about what my vows asked me to be in general and I was talked about intention I talked about responsibility and creativity now I didn't get into wholeness and I want to return and talk a bit a little bit about this so my marriage vows they asked me to look at myself and my life as a whole look at my experience of life as a whole and that means you know where is my body in this what does my spirit have to say what wisdom might i be ignoring what does my heart want right so we all have areas i'm talking about mind body heart and spirit we have areas that we might just be a little more comfortable in typically we'll gravitate towards one of these or another and they all have gifts to share right they're all equally important you might think oh but it's love and dating so like heart needs to be important it's like well yeah but if the heart is the only one operating there are consequences to that and then if you are like well hold on i don't want to have another marriage like that last one body's got to be driving this bus there are also consequences if that's the only voice you're hearing right so in this spring cleaning take a look right now about your relationship to wholeness here in terms of dating okay have one of these areas dominated your love life up until now has it served you well how has it served you or and is it time to see what happens if you let something else lead again that's your mind your body, your heart, your spirit. 
what do you typically let, you know, drive this bus when you're out dating in the past? Who has been doing the choosing? Again, this is not about getting it right or wrong. This is about noticing and looking at it kindly, non-judgmentally, and asking some questions, getting curious about how things might be different in a way that you want it to be different. So for example, have you always let sexual energy drive your dating bus? Where you're just like, I got to see if there's a connection. I got to see if there's chemistry. If there's no chemistry, forget it. Is that been the way you've chosen all your partners up until now? If so, what's been working about that? What has served you in that? And what information gets missed or lost when sexual energy is driving the bus? Right? It's a really important voice to have in there. And it might still drive your bus. (laughs) It's just bringing consciousness to this. What might you be overlooking? Right? Have you ever been on like a road trip with someone or they're driving or maybe you're this person (laughs) where it's like, it's so important for them to like have as few stops as possible. And like someone will be in the back just like wanting to pee or like really hungry and just like, nope, we're just going to go to the next town. Like (laughs) some people really love that. For others, there's consequences. (laughs) Uh, So get curious about that if that's you. On the other hand, let's say you've been choosing your mates based on strategy and calculation, based on compatibility, right? Also a very important voice to have in the bus. <laughs> so do you have do you have measurements, identities, income brackets, statuses as like your frontline criteria? Like, well, I want somebody who has this education or well, I, I don't want somebody who makes this much money because that means X, Y, Z. I want someone who's in, you know, nonprofit. I want someone who whatever. Um, Great self-awareness, great knowledge. You probably did a lot of work to come to those answers. Maybe. (laughs) Some of them are probably inherited and some of them are probably yours. How has that been serving you so far? What kind of partners, what kind of people have you attracted? How has that served you? How has that been great? And what information got missed or lost when strategy and calculation compatibility We're driving the bus. What do you want a bigger experience of in general? This is where wholeness is so interesting. It's about, you know, I picture this sphere. And of course, if you've been listening long enough, you know, my arms are up in the air right now. (laughs) Just embracing, you know, I don't know, one of those like medicine balls kind of thing. Um, Mind, body, heart, spirit. What voice has been silent in you so far? You know, this is also a great journaling exercise. So I'm going to share a lot more with you in this episode, but I would say the number one tool here is just to think about this and ask each of these areas of you um, if they have input for you, right? You can simply just do that, write to them each as though they have a voice that they are like a person. Be like, hey, mind, Uh, I'm like dating again. I would love to hear, you know, I want to hear your wisdom. What do you have to share with me? And then just write. It's amazing how much we have all the answers in us. You really, really do. Um, Let mind write for a bit. And then ask what else 
You know, don't just stop soon. Often, if you just write a little past where you think it's boring, that's where the good shit happens. So just push a little longer, even if you think, okay, well, I've done it. I've checked off the exercise. Hang on, just write for like three more minutes. Do that for each, for mind, for body, for heart, for spirit. Is spirit at all involved in your process? Is spirit the only thing involved in your process? What has been the impact? What has been the fallout? What have been the benefits? Gather all this wisdom. This is um, really helpful because the more you do this, like any of the journaling I've suggested in any of these episodes, you are developing, you know, whether you call it mind, body, spirit, where you say, you know, I'm journaling to my, um, you know, my wife or whatever. It's like you are, you are establishing deeper and deeper regular connections with the wisdom and love that come from you. That builds trust. It builds trust over time. So frequency is fantastic, right? And again, it's not about getting it perfect. It's about accessing a fuller experience of wisdom, connection, purpose, and joy of the physical, of the emotional, the spiritual, the mental. This is good to know, and you have the answers. Okay, so I have four more um little tips, I guess. Are they tips? Yes, they are tips. I will call them tips (laughs) about dating and self-love. And the first thing is pretty basic, but it's one of those things where it's like common sense ain't so common. Know what you want. Not what you wanted five years ago, not what you thought you wanted with your ex. Right now, what do you want? You know, this is such an important thing. And I know also there's a lot of you who like to just kind of let life guide them or you you know there's still this magical quality of meeting somebody there's that whole like I just want to see where this goes and I get that this isn't completely um, like eliminating the magic and serendipity that is available to you in fact I would say that it will help the serendipity be more aligned with your deepest desires right otherwise like if you don't know what you want This is like you just walking into a mall and into a random store and you didn't even look up to see the name of the store. So you're just in there. You don't know if you have any interest in what's going on in there, but you're looking there and then suddenly you're shopping and it's like, you like, why? (laughs) Why would you do this? Now, again, like you can do this, but I, I like the idea of doing this consciously, right? Being like, oh yeah, I'm going to walk into a store for the purpose of being curious, for the purpose of being like, you know, interested and exposed to something new. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I am talking specifically about when we do that because we have not asked ourselves a very basic question, what do I want? Right? Like then you're at the whim, there's like you're at the whim of like the strongest salesperson or the shiniest object. And is that how you want to live your life? Maybe. Know that you're choosing, right? You're listening to me now. (laughs) So if that's how you want to live your life with just no intentions, you know, and just sort of like let things happen, um, of course, there's consequences to that. Good, bad, whatever. Um, It's a choice. And you can still have magic and self-knowledge. You can still love yourself and be intentional and have serendipity and have like, and also just constantly be 
like blown away and surprised. It's not like doing this work gives you the answers. In fact, I would say maybe the opposite happens, right? You wouldn't get into like, you wouldn't get on a bus or like a, a flight or a car and just have no idea where it's taking you, right? You might get in the car or something and be like, let's just drive south, which is also vague. <laughs> but if you live where I live, it's like south, it's going to get warmer. So let's go to where the warm place is. That's still choosing on some level, right? That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, is that all I have to say about knowing what you want? It's good to know what you want. Also, it's respectful. I think that like, have you ever dated someone who doesn't know what they want? How much fun is that? I'm sincerely asking, how much fun is that? Is it maybe you like that? I'm just suggesting to try on, <laughs> try on knowing what you want. It, I find it incredibly refreshing and um, other people that you're dating might also. Um, you know, I wonder if the resistance around this, I think that often it's because we don't believe we deserve what we want. We're not, we've been conditioned to not ask for what we want and just to take what we can get. Here we go. That's the distinction, right? If you're wandering into the store all blind and like willy-nilly because you lo sincerely love adventure and you are really choosing it, that is one thing. It is another thing to go into the store willy-nilly because you're like, I guess I'll take whatever shows up. It's very different energy. So that's the distinction that has taken me five minutes to make. <laughs> How conscious are you? What do you want? Now, um, moving on to the second tip is... Preach to the converted. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not been on any dating apps in quite a while. I have actually never done, done any swiping in my time. So, um, you know, this might be a little bit like, you know, when I was young, like I remember going to like a dance at school and coming home and like one of my parents would be like, who did you dance with? Because And I'm like, what do you mean? Like <laughs> dance with, like we all just dance, you know, but it's like, they danced it was like partners all the time and that's that was just so maybe I'm gonna sound like that aunt that's like who'd you dance with but you know anyway um I still feel that <laughs> this will be relevant or helpful in some ways so you know you know when people are speaking so you know if you're if you're doing any online stuff with right now you're pretty much entirely doing it online I assume unless you're flirting with someone on a rooftop <laughs> over in the distance, you're doing some kind of written communication. Um, a lot of people use this as an opportunity to filter people out. And maybe if you've done this long enough, you've seen people who they're not, they're talking about uh, what they don't want. You can really spot these people. It's like, have they come out of a relationship and where someone cheated? They're going to talk about that. They're going to say like, I don't want any liars. I don't want any scammers I don't want any whatever and it like that's great but that I believe is draft one and they're talking to the people who like they're talking to the people they're trying to convince somebody of something they're making a case and they're really addressing all of like the negative stuff what you want to get to is from what do I want and you don't need to justify what you want you don't need to explain what you want you don't know I need to know like why you don't want other things if like this this con this concept came to me in the in the terms of like um 
uh, business, right? And how like you don't have to try to convince and convert people, right? You're looking for the people who are already looking for you. <laughs> so just talk directly to those people. The other ones will fall away, right? Like if you had a wonderful dog rescue shelter and you had all of these puppies and they were looking for homes um, and, uh, you know, you say you've got that old like storefront window in a basket and all these puppies are there. You don't need to put up signs that are directed towards people who are not dog people, people who don't like to rescue, people who only want designer dogs. You don't need to. That's not the space where you need to convince them that actually dogs help you live longer and like they're really good for soothing your nervous system and blah, 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 blah. You don't need to do that. You're talking directly to dog people, specifically people who want to rescue a dog. And people who just know immediately that it's like, you just say like, we have this fluffy dog. It came from this place. It really wants a home. You talk directly to that person. It would be such a waste of space to try to convince someone who doesn't want a dog that they might benefit from a dog. So don't do this in dating. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't do it in dating. Speak directly to who you're looking for. Now, who is this person that you're looking for? This is a good question. There's what you want. And then there's who is it that you think that you're looking for? Um, if you want to do a little more of a deep dive on that, I would suggest listening to episode 11. This came out in The Soft Shoulder, October 2018. And the title of the episode is You Are the One You've Been Searching For. But there's a little talk in there about, you know, the list, you know what I'm talking about, the list that people make when they are dating and um, a different take about that, about getting clear about what you want. So preach to the converted. Imagine that you're talking to this awesome person that you want to date, just directly to them, right? Okay, the third tip is uh, particularly, it was already a tip of mine in terms of self-love and now it's particularly awesome because the world has taken care is forcing you to do it it's permission to pace yourself right right now the world is forcing us to slow down and what an opportunity sex has never been safer right so <laughs> here's where you're going to see some really interesting things in yourself and in others now if you're if you're you know you're dating someone brand new and you've never met them in person this is really interesting, right? Because you're not, you don't get the chance, the opportunity to see, you know, to smell them and to like have that kind of physical connection, which is important. And sometimes limits and creativity are the best things because you find other ways to get clues and you develop other things that will make this more exciting. Um, one thing I would like to say is that, um, you know, if this person is trying to convince you to break quarantine for like a sexy rendezvous, that tells you something about that person, right? In the moment, it might feel flattering and hot that you are so attractive that they're willing to risk their own health and the health of others. <laughs> and that might be very flattering. And I get it. It's really difficult right now for some of us more than others to be going without physical touch. And loneliness is real. And I get that and I am with you. So I, I know how that might feel very flattering and very tempting. And consider if this is a quality that you are looking for in a partner. 
if you're looking for something more long-term, right? What other situations might inspire them to prioritize their short-term release over the health and safety of others? What are they actually demonstrating here? Um, obviously, I have an opinion about that. <laughs> I understand. I understand it. And think about this for a second. What are the qualities of a person in general that you're looking for, right? What does that say about them? So I'm going to assume that you are doing what is best for all of our best possible outcomes here. And I'm going to take my own advice and preach the converted. <laughs> I don't need to tell you to not stop sneaking out and touching strangers. You're not doing that. Right. Okay. So what is the gift of pacing here with self-love? Well, have you ever rushed into something because it was so hot and exciting? And did you misinterpret speed or a lack of self-control as a sign that this was meant to be? How did that go? How was that working for you? How did that end? Is this one of your patterns? And what might have happened if things had been paced differently? Consider the gift of pacing for physical contact. Yes, it's important and we're going to miss it. And it does give us information that we can't get in another way. And the gift of pacing our physical contact in this way is that it's going to ask us to really get creative with communication, um, use our voices more. It might inspire us to do some erotic or sensual writing, to be a little bit brave or daring using video or voice or images and Maybe you discover something that you would never have considered before until you're kind of forced with this as being your own only option. And maybe you really like it. Like what might develop from that that would not have developed if you had just been able to meet for coffee and like then it turns into a beer and then you're making out in an alley somewhere, which is great. <laughs> but this is just different. And what is the opportunity here if you imagine that there's lots of time later for making out in an alley, which I may or may not have done. <laughs> so the gift of pacing for physical contact. Yes. The gift of pacing also has something for you just speaking up and owning your desire here, not just sexual desire, right? But you just speaking up and, and designing how this is going to look because we're spending a lot of time on screens right now. It is a tricky thing to navigate. We, you know, are on screens all day using a certain technology like video, whatever. And then we're using the same technology to con connect with our friends and loved ones. And then we might be using the same technology to like relax and unwind and watch a movie. And that's a lot. And it can be very draining. This is not the usual way that we communicate with people. We're not you know, there's a lag. The video screen is wonderful. It's a great, op like, it's really great that we have this tool available to us. And it's not the same as being with a breathing person in the same room, right? So just because you're around, in quotes, that doesn't mean that you have to launch into 24-7 communication with this new person or people that you're dating, right? So without these structures of, oh, I'm at work or I'm out at this place, I'm at my Pilates class or whatever, 
you don't have that. So are you finding it difficult now to manage your, the frequency that you respond to digital communication, to texting, to emails? How do you want this to go? You get to set expectations even without the legit, in quotes, legit excuse of, you know, oh, I was at the office or I was at boxing, right? You still, it doesn't mean just because you're around that you're going to be just there all the time on like a text, you know, um, just, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. You're not available all the time. You're allowed to say that. You don't have to have a reason. You don't have to be accountable and uh, for like your whereabouts all the time. If you come across somebody, like notice if they have different expectations. Notice if they're angry about that or if they want to know where you were. Okay. These are some maybe some little yellow flag moments that are really great to catch that you might not have caught otherwise. Uh, another gift of pacing is just checking in with yourself about how this is going and how this is feeling, right? You can take one date at a time. You can take one day at a time. Come back to the earlier questions. What do you want, right? That might change as you move forward. You think you know something that what you want, you meet someone, you might, do I still want that? How does this feel? What are you learning about this other person or these other people? And what are you discovering about yourself in this process? The process with them and also the process of dating in this strange time. Do you want to keep going? Do you want to keep communicating with this person? What do you actually like about slowing things down? What parts of this experience would you like to maybe keep in your dating life when it's over? And the last tip is just simply to remember the pleasure of practicing self-love, the pleasure of putting you first, of you and, of yes and. This time alone can be really challenging and it can be an amazing opportunity. It's you first. So have fun. <laughs> Are you scribbling notes over there getting very serious? Have fun with this. Don't forget to date yourself, right? Enjoy your own company, fill your own cup. We would like to arrive. This is one of the biggest benefits of my self-marriage is arriving to date others as someone who doesn't need to be filled, but just someone who wants to be. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, let me try that again. <laughs> what is more attractive? What is more attractive if like someone comes running in your door, you're offering them a drink and they come running in and their response is, oh my God, I'm dying of thirst. And they're on the floor, like begging for the beverage that you're about to give them. Or, oh, I'd love a cocktail, especially with you. They're not dying of thirst. They don't need your freaking cocktail. They're just really happy to be there. It's much more attractive. I'm going to actually say it's much more attractive um, <laughs> to people who are like have really good, strong relationships with themselves, right? You don't need to be the savior pumping your hose into this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping it in. I was imagining a garden hose. Anyhow. <laughs> Uh, 
think we've said enough. (laughs) Have fun. And, you know, if you feel inspired to share any of these things, if you're trying any of these techniques out and it's having an impact, you're getting any insights about you loving yourself, you being more conscious with yourself through the dating process. I'm always interested in hearing it. I would love to know what you're learning from the soft shoulder. My email is Danette at RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com and uh, you are always welcome to share your stories there. Please remember, through all of this, through the loneliness, through the challenges, the humor, the isolation, the possibility that you are someone worth loving and it all starts with you. Have fun out there. Take good care of yourself and each other. And we'll talk to you soon.